Hey, have you heard of the Bush League podcast? Because if you haven't, you're missing out. We're not really uh, as formal and as planning as people think. We're more of just, you know, shoot from the hip kind of people. So we just kind of roll with whatever comes next. What's next? Shoot from there. (laughs) I so did. (laughs) Not sure what Cameron's doing over there in his (laughs) office. You guys can't see this, but if you could, it'd be embarrassing for him. What do you think the chances you you would survive out there in the wilderness? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think I could survive. Because I'm hairy and I have that extra layer of security. <laughs> until until hunting season, you get mistaken for a bear. <laughs> so I take it we're not going to go stay out in the woods to look for Bigfoot then? Well, Tyson Ooh. doesn't like to go camping, let alone go out in the woods. I would go look for Bigfoot, though. I'm shocked. What do you do if you find him? What, yeah, what do you do? Hog tie him? You, you, you bring him on the podcast. <laughs> How do you know he speaks English? Good question. They don't speak, Kevin. How do you Gosh. know? Maybe through a series of grunts in sign language at best. Oh, like what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you check out Gary, Tyson, Jeremy, and that guy Cameron on the Bush League podcast. Well, it depends what woods and where you are, boys. There's what do you mean? A big distinction. Why does it depend on the woods? Well, probably if you're in like the middle of Jamaica or some crazy place like that. Jamaica? <laughs> what did they ever do to you? I just can't get past being lost in the woods in Jamaica. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and I am back with the second half of this past week's show. This right here is this week's official topic. But first, don't forget to check out our socials. Go to the YouTube, subscribe to us on all the platforms, and leave us a review on iTunes. These things are super important. Also, I can't stress enough that we will be doing a stream April 18th. It is a 12-hour stream from noon to midnight. The original intent was to raise money for the March of Dimes charity, but now with a nationwide uh, seek shelter, lockdown, quarantine, and a worldwide pandemic, we don't really know what the current status is of said fundraiser. Uh, But we're still going to stick to the date. We're still going to do some streaming. We're going to play some games with the community. So uh, we would love for you guys to join us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Bring some people. And kick it with the Lubros. With all that being said, let's finish up the show. Grab him by the twat, (laughs) Daryl. That's a good one. I get it. All right, so it's relevant. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Does it? We're yeah. going to the twat. Grab him. Yeah, the twat. Yeah. Grab him by the twat. Grab him by the bussy. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's the butt gina. The bu- the bussy? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. The butt butt gina sounds funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Front butt. All right, speaking of <laughs> front butts, this week's official topic. Uh, this week's official topic comes in from Zach Cheney, and he writes in a pretty good one, I thought. A nice, fun one for the butt Jonas. Says, are you guys done yet? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, it says... Pit- wow. I don't know that said butt Jonas. It says, 
Pick one game to handle these aspects the best, in your opinion. But the kicker is you can't put the same game more than once. The categories are music, story, gameplay, bosses, level design, protagonists, antagonists, highest difficulty, new game plus, DLC, co-op, online, and trophies and achievements. Josh, take the floor. What you got? Can I just say, uh, this is a very meaty um, twat, <laughs> just uh, for the record. Let's take, you want to take turns with each category? <laughs> That's fine. We can start with music. Music. Um, music. Music make you lose control. You music lose control. So, I said... Uh, We're going to sub that out. The instead, same. Of, instead of dubstep, I'm going to put that in for my samples now. <laughs> Every time I get a trophy. <laughs> Dude, that'd be you epic. You should. That'd be epic. Um, so I'm gonna say the same one Daryl had on this because I mean, as soon as I see music, I thought of Killing Floor Two because you're you're killing zombies, listening to Impending Doom and Fit for a King, and uh, this freaking you can't get any better than that. Um, soundtracks for that game is amazing. I agree. It's got Living Sacrifice in it, therefore it's automatically top tier. Top tier. So we all we're all gonna do music first, right? Yep. So Frosty. Didn't I do break his hip when he came when they came through? Yeah, he he did break his leg or his hip or something. <laughs> What's up guys? We're living sacrifice. We're metal as F <laughs> crunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Music. Uh, uh Mega Man. I think Mega Man has some of the greatest sound like the greatest soundtrack ever. I couldn't pick out like what one particular game because three come to mind mega man two three and x i feel like have the best soundtrack just overall like the, the soundtrack for those games are always killed it they're really cool so nice t-bird i put doom 2016 mm, that's a good answer nothing nothing good nice answer good, good answer metal. good heavy metal blasting demons in the face yeah ripping need. and tearing the budget Hmm. China. China. <laughs> but China. Because it came from China. <laughs> Dude, that was the funniest video in the world. Oh my God. That was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> China. Oh God. Why, why do you call it that? Because it came from China. China. <laughs> Love him or hate him. That dude's effing hilarious. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. I wish we were related. <laughs> Same. And I'm, uh, hey, oh, let me borrow about a million dollars. <laughs> that is a huge okay. investment. Uh, it's a huge amount. I will loan you a small loan of a million yeah, dollars. Just a small loan of a million dollars. Billions and billions. Yeah. China. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, Josh, story. Yes. Uh, story, I said God of War, the newest one that came out. It's a good one. It's really good. Pretty good. good. Especially really good. the ending of it. Nice. Ending was freaking crazy. Spoilers. Like after credits roll. Oh yeah, the ending, ending. Mm-hmm. The ending, ending. Yes. It's like the the 
front butt ending, and then there's like the ending ending, like the back <clears throat> ending. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when you're taking a dump and you think you're done, and you get up and wipe, and you walk away, and then you just have one more in there peeking. You got the little bur- you got the uh, bur- prairie dog and- cheeks. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's in there just prairie dogging. Rorschach's journal. Oh. <laughs> May 1st. <laughs> I got the butterfly butt cheeks again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You ever got the, you ever get the hot sauce butt? Rorschach's journal. <laughs> May 2nd. <laughs> At Taco Bell. I got the hot, hot sauce, sauce butterfly. <laughs> butt cheeks. Oh my god, Brian. <laughs> uh all right, uh am I next or who's next on story? I'm next, right? Uh story. I sure I, I put the last of us and this one was a toss up because I really wanted to use um a different game, but it, uh, it was like The Last of Us just did a lot for storytelling and I think that The Last of Us is very memorable for its story, especially the relationship between Joel and Ellie. So, and I do, I don't know how, what they're going to do with the second one, but uh, if they don't continue with Joel Damn. and Ellie, I just don't think it's going to be as good. Because that whole story was, was, was contingent on nah, it'll be, a it'll father's be, love. Uh, yeah. It'll be Ellie, and we all know what's going to happen. Lick She's going to die. <laughs> Well, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> so, uh, story for me, I'd say Bioshock. Ooh, you said Mega Man, the first <laughs> Mega Man again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bioshock, great story. Um, great story, great atmosphere. Huge. A lot of people liked it. Huge. China is <laughs> underwater. Rapture. Now it, it, uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, there's not much I can say, not much else I can say about the game that hasn't already been said, but great game, great, great atmosphere. The, the ending was awesome. Um, I kind of like, not to jump ahead, but an antagonist, I kind of <laughs> wanted to put um, Andrew Ryan as the, the antagonist in slot because like, um, not to spoil the game or anything or anyone that's played it. You haven't played Bioshock by now, something's wrong with you. But uh, the main villain's kind of the one pulling the strings the whole time. You just don't know it. <clears throat> so, it, uh, great ending. Great game. But the story is told through like a series of audio clips that you find, which isn't really like a... I wouldn't say a new concept or anything. But... <clears throat> um, it's just the way they, they do it, you know. It gives you a chance to like be immersed in the game. Like it never takes you out of the game, but it's still they're still able to tell their story, and it's like a very, you know just the the events surrounding Rapture and what happened, like it's you know, it's just very interesting. It's good stuff. It's uh not all the like mystery and, and horror involved too. It's just, you know, makes it even more Better for the story, so more gooder, more better, more, more gooder, more better. All right, T Bird. I cheated and put the Mass Effect trilogy. Ooh, because 
can't just pick one of the stories because they all they all have to go they all go together because your the choices you make in one affect two the choices you make in two affect three so like everybody everybody usually has a different story with their Mass Effect games like I was talking to Levi he lost some characters I didn't lose and I'm very interested to see how his playthrough plays out on three because ah. there's some big decisions there's some He's missing some key people that are tied to some big decisions in that game. So sweet, very nice. And all y'all need to actually play that game because it's—they're just stupid good games. Oh. I've started Mass Effect One a couple of times. Same here. And I just—I don't know for whatever reason I put it down. I was interested. I just went on to play other stuff, but I do one need is to sit down. one is. Kind of hard to get into, but if you can muscle through it, <laughs> the two and three really, like they, you can see like Mass Effect One laid the groundwork for the story, obviously, and some of the gameplay. But then you get to two, they basically overhauled the gameplay, and it's just so much smoother. Shooting's better, the abilities are better, just all around way better than the first one. Oh. But I mean, first one has, still has a great story. It's just it's just a little dated. Just a little bit. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Josh. <clears throat> so it's for gameplay, right? Uh, yep. Mine was Batman Arkham Knight. Um because I really enjoyed nice. um the combat in that game. Uh, I had a really good time with it. Um there's another game that the the fighting style kind of reminded me of Arkham Knight. I can't remember what it was, though. Uh, I, I think I played it recently, actually. Um, I don't know. Everything about the the combos and everything in that game is just freaking awesome. And the, the game was gorgeous, too. It was a beautiful game. Yes, it was. It was a very, very good game. So good, in fact, that that will be my 200th Platinum as voted on by the community. And I got a trophy! As for uh, gameplay, I put control. Because control... Get Here it comes. Control. Controlled very well. It's such a mm. good freaking game. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah. It controlled very well. It's such a good, fun game to play. So, all right, Frost. Yes, yes. Well, I'm gonna go a little old school here on you, Chitlins. Uh, gameplay wise, I went back and said, uh, "Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past." This is the one for the Super Nintendo, and the one deemed by fans is probably one of the best. Zelda games, but there's beauty and simplicity, and this game is that you know, like it's the controls were very basic, but there's just something about the game, like the it's it's addicting nature and the fact that um it's you know you're pressing B button a lot to swing your sword, sure, but you're also collecting items and stuff to help you in your adventure and to unlock you know um different paths and and uh, to find secrets throughout the world. And, uh, you know, just everything, the, the music, the atmosphere, the, the, the bosses, the boss fights, you know, um, I just, I feel like, you know, it is one of the games 
among many in the Super Nintendo era that kind of paved the way towards like the gameplay that we know and love, like what makes a game play well, you know? Because like you know, before even before Super Nintendo or hell, even before Nintendo, there were games that like didn't really quite get what makes a game. It's just like, hey, let's just throw this together and let's sell it and see if people grab onto it. And it's like as people are playing the game, they're like, wait, this game is plays like trash you know (laughs) like not every game back in the day played like pac-man or you know um space invaders like they had games like et which were just absolutely god awful awful. (laughs) and uh so bad that they literally dumped hundreds of copies of it in the desert that's a true story um everyone knows that story so yeah i was there but yeah you're you're there i was (laughs) roswell (laughs) i was there huge huge (laughs) huge we drove out to the desert. We did. I saw it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I love that about those games and just in general in that era, how they, you know, uh, there's a ton of games I could have listed. Super Metroid was another one, you know, even being a 2D game, how it just grasped you with its addicting gameplay. It was smooth for a 2D game. It really was. It was gorgeous, too. If you go back and play that game. Like for its time, it was, it was way ahead of its time. I feel like, <clears throat> but, but yeah, it's it's good to have. You know, you don't have to be complicated to have good gameplay. You just need to be smoothness. Sometimes it needs to be simple but fun. Yep, that's you know? what I say about all of my uh, cheap, easy platinums. Mm. Simple but fun. But hmm, fun. T Bird. I put Bloodborne. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, in my opinion, it's the Souls formula in its best form. So it got me into the series. And it got me addicted to that gameplay. So it holds a special place. In your vagina. <laughs> Basically, my butt vagina. <laughs> real, real quick, uh, not to cut in, but... Uh- for some reason, my mom's up at eleven nineteen p.m. and she sent me a link just now as we're doing this. said It says GameStop is permanently closing over three hundred stores. Oh, that's terrible news! Yes, it's terrible news at almost midnight. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Breaking news. That's awful. I hope they're not closing the store. I got my Resident Evil Three Collector's Edition pre-ordered at because that sucked, but. Yeah, I mean, I heard rumors a while back that they would permanently close GameStops, but I guess it's starting to come true, which sucks because I love going in a GameStop, especially, the, you know, I got it right across the street. We got a guy that works with us that used to work at GameStop. He, uh, he worked there for a good long while, like like six or seven years. Good thing he got a new job then. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He has horror stories, as does everyone who worked there. Yeah, all yeah. the neckbeards coming in demanding their Grand Theft Auto and their Minecraft. And bosses, um, for bosses, I did say Bloodborne just because I couldn't get past the first boss, so it had to be a good <laughs> boss. Yeah. Hey, that was all. That's a good choice. I mean, it's got to be the best, right? Since I couldn't <laughs> beat it. Yeah, that. Um, I got. And news for you. Turn the game in for you, three buddy. times. To get start. harder. <laughs> Oh no, that's why I stopped. The next one gets way harder. <laughs> Is it the the first one's like the bird thing, right? The big white bird thing. 
Yeah, big, no. big furry uh, claw arm. That's his name. Yeah. What? But he looks like a chicken or a bird, right? No. But what does he look like, Tanner? He looks like a giant hairy beast with a giant arm. That's yeah, nothing. Li- a, a, that looks nothing a giant, like a chicken. A bird arm. A giant chicken. <laughs> chicken no. arm. A giant chicken leg. Dear Lord. It's giant probably that rotisserie that Daryl ate. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to warn you all about that, man. So. All right. For me, for bosses, I chose God of War 3. I knew it was going to be God of War because the boss fights in God of War are freaking amazing, but I wasn't sure which God of War to go with. So I went with God of War 3 just because I really, really enjoyed the boss fights in there, and I just really enjoyed that game. I really enjoyed punching Zeus into oh, I know. <laughs> a puddle of blood. And just kept doing it. I did it way past the point of like any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like the credits were rolling. Like in loving memory of, you hear... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was me. So a special thanks to Splat, Blat, 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 Blat. Look up, look up. This leg, Blat, Blat. I forgot all about that, dude. So bad. <laughs> oh man, uh, bosses. Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Dude, the pain. Some of the best. The, the fury. Some of the best bosses you'll find in any video game. So good. So good. They all have like their own unique story. And like, you know, they some of them kind of leave you to the imagination a bit. But like, they're just they're awesome. They're so unique. So cool. It's like, they're like bad guys from a comic book. Like, it, like it's really neat. But specifically the end was one of the the best boss fights in that game, hands down. It's still, uh, I believe it's still considered like one of the best boss fights of all time in video game history. But I remember when that game first came out playing that, it took me an hour. I, I fought with him for an hour and a half. Like an hour and a half long boss fight. It was awesome. And that was the sniper battle? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just fast forwarded time and he died of old age. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Sounds like Sims. I was hunting this dude down. Like I was straight up having a sniper fight with a man. Like I would, I would sneak and find, find him, and see like his scope shining and shoot him. Yep. I did that a bunch. That yeah, that was amazing. There's a couple ways you could beat him. You can make him go to sleep. Um, yeah, you could. You more. could actually kill him before that boss fight. You see him somewhere yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. I read about it. I didn't actually do it because. Whoa. Uh, fast forward. Yeah, you can snipe him between uh two boxes like really early in the game. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to say I knew that, but it's been so long, you know. But yeah, great, great game, great bosses. I miss that game so much. I'd yep. like to go back and play it again. They got it on the Vita. Just saying. Ooh. That's Vita. great. That's right. I I played it and beat it on the Vita. Heck yeah. So all right, T Bird. Bloodborne. I <laughs> you can't use the game more than once. <laughs> That's what I was gonna put, and then yeah, I put uh, Dark Souls three. Dark Souls bosses. three. <laughs> so yeah, there. I think out of the entire series, that's probably my favorite boss lineup of all four games. What's your favorite <laughs> boss in that game? 
Oh God. What's um, the one that I kept punching in the B hole when we played it together? The B hole. I mean, that's a solid strategy for everything, man. You gotta be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him the no, old minivan. It's a Idux gun deer the second time around you fight him in the game. Which one was he? Big stone man with a giant gun. You're not saying real words. Mm-hmm. Those are fake, okay. sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. tutorial boss, but later on in the game, you fight him again. He's hard as but nuts. I remember that. He is possessed by a demon that can teleport kick you halfway across the map. Don't you He's hate when that happens? Because it's completely fair and balanced. Yeah, it was such a such a dick boss. I like the uh, the Watchers. What were their name? Yeah, the Watchers. What was that? It <laughs> like the Farron, the Farron Watchers. Watchers. Yeah, Something like that. That was a good boss. I only played through that game one time, man. I didn't even play the DLC. Such a shame. Wow, you're not a true fan. Game. Wow, I'm there. Wow, wow. You played all the Dark Souls. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always picked up the full game a while back. It was like on sale, but I didn't pull the trigger on it because you're not a real fan. Uh, wow, wow, Dina, wow, Dina. Wow. Uh, I'd say I, if you pick it up, I'd walk you through it, but it's being difficult on a new game plus seven character. Uh, bragger. All right, Josh. Next, Josh. All righty. So, level design. I said Streets of Rage, um, just because right. not for like best, not for like best quality or anything like that. But it, that was more of like nostalgia because me and my dad would play through all those levels together. Respect. Um, respect on that name. Put some respect on my name. Um, but yeah, I just remember having a really good time. Uh, that was one of my first childhood memories of playing video games uh, with Streets of Rage on Sega. So yeah, yeah, but that's that's a good one. That's a respectable answer. Yeah, yeah, good game. All right, so for me, level design is Resident Evil Two, the original, not the remake. Um, I just adore that game, front to back, everything about it, and running through the uh, police department, you know, the backtracking, some of the just the environments you go through just it's it's beautiful it's fantastic it's well laid out uh super nostalgic you know i got i got a, i leaned hard on nostalgia for this one i kind of wouldn't put resident Evil 2 for everything but i chose not to um but this one right here is definitely uh i think level design that is i just that's one of my favorite games because of the environment and the levels so there's that Nice, nice. Frosty. Level design, I'd said Super Mario 3. Just because of the fact that the, the game changes so much. Like, the, uh, it was one of the first times I remember as a kid playing a game where, like, the environment would change so much. Like, and the, and how the level design was so unique from world to world. Like, you were in planes, and then you were in a desert. Then you were in an ice world, then a water world. Then there was Big World, my favorite world, where everything's super big. All the blocks are big, giant turtles. Wiener's still giant, small, though. Giant, giant wieners. Giant turtles in a trench coat. What movie? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> of course. Um, of course. So, but yeah, I feel like the level design in that game was awesome. And uh, definitely a throwback, but but yeah. And actually, it was one of the first ones that came to mind when I was thinking about this category just because it's, you know, it's uh, Mario. Mario's always had really good level design. Like, not really a Mario I can't name other than maybe... I don't know. I didn't really like Sunshine that much, but Sunshine still had really good uh, level design. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yep. All right, T Bird. Um, I put Control. Oh, it had a very interesting level design. Something I don't even really don't see that often with like, like the kind of mind bending areas to an extent. So, yeah, that was. That was the first thing that popped in my head whenever I saw the level design question. I was like, it's got to be that. Because where else do you have a building that can shapeshift <laughs> on a whim? He, he no, ain't lying. See, he ain't lying. All right, Josh. So, uh, protagonist, I said Delson uh, Rowe. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Um, that's infamous second son. I uh, basically picked him because he can do parkour and he can take people's powers and get powers and do all kinds of cool stuff. Simple answer for simple Josh. I dig that. You know, what's crazy is actually in the infamous series, Delson is regarded as like the least likable um, protagonist. But I liked him. I thought he was good. He was a little, hey, he's a good he guy. A little punk I, rock. I played the game for 10 minutes and decided not for me. Really? Even though he looks like he uh, hangs out in the tavern, New Brooklyn Tavern, yeah. uh, he's a pretty cool guy. He reminds me of JJ. I don't know if you guys remember JJ. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, who yeah. Delson reminded me of. You remember JJ. No, JJ. <laughs> JJ the jet plane. Yeah. Fro- JJ Gyllenhaal. Frost, if you only played 10 minutes and didn't dig it, I would highly recommend. I'd encourage you to go back and try again. Um, That game gets it's fun. really fun. Yeah. like And it doesn't take long either. Too. Look, it's just like it's just like Saints Row for me. Like, like once you start upgrading like all your powers and abilities and stuff, like everything is a lot more fun. Ooh. Agreed. All right, so my protagonist would be Duke Nukem. Hail to the king! I knew baby. it. I freaking knew it. <laughs> I actually had put uh, in the doc just so y'all saw it. It was like I put like Resident Evil Six because they had two like characters in there. Uh, Chris and Leon, but <laughs> hail to the king, baby! <laughs> Gotta have Duke Nukem. Your trickery doesn't get me. <laughs> yes, Duke Nukem is the ultimate protagonist. He's the epitome of everything '80s and awesome. So, oh, there's a lot of people hating on Duke Nukem now. Yes, I remember back in the day, Duke nerds. Nukem was awesome. Now it's like every time you turn on IGN or something, like Duke Nukem, he's just he's such a sexist. Such a just a he's such he's like he's a video game character. He's he's modeled after like the eighties action star. Yes. Of course he is. That's, that's the point, moron. Dude, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they someone wrote into their show and had a game called Did Duke Do That Dookie? <laughs> yes. And it was and I so someone wrote in all these really bad one-liners, and the game was, guess if Duke Nukem actually said this or not. 
Oh my gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> Did wow. Duke do that dookie? <laughs> what a great game uh, to play at a Christmas party. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> or a bar mitzvah. Or on the show. Yeah, on the show, yeah. <laughs> bar mitzvah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Do nuke him. All right, Frosty. All right, Samuel, it's, it's time to play. Did Duke do that dookie? <laughs> uh, protagonist, uh, this was a tough one for me. I uh, put one that I guess would be kind of relevant. Um, Gerald of Rivia. Yeah. Like his character is really, really cool. Um, he's never read the books. That's something I would, I would like to get into um, if I could read. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I can't I read. Witcher. I can't never learn to read. I played uh, the third Witcher, so I didn't get a chance to play the other two, um, unfortunately. But. Gerald's a really cool character. Like he's he's got a lot of story behind him. You know, he's been through a lot of stuff. Um, and I just find the whole the idea of of the Witcher just very interesting. And the fact that like he's supposed to be this, you know, this mutant that's designed to hunt monsters and make money and not fall in love, but he ends up like falling in love and having emotions. And it's kind of like a big no no with Witchers. So, um, no ding ding without the wedding ring. Mm-hmm. No, no tanky panky. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think it's cool. And the you know the Netflix show came out; it was really cool and just kind of, um, I don't know, showed us you know more of Harold and who he is and what makes him tick. And I think Henry Cavill nails it too. So cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Henry, Henry Cavill's awesome in The Witcher. He's also really great in Batman vs. Superman. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the oh, four-year anniversary of that masterpiece of a movie. So, I have you know, I watch oh, Batman vs. Superman every single week, and sometimes more than once. And the other night, me and the wife were laying in the bed, and she was reading about COVID-19, and she didn't turn on the trash reality shows. So I snuck in a little BBS, and she's like, babe, why do you put this on before you go to bed every night? I said, babe, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's my oasis. Watch trash. Wow, you're watching that trash again? Wow. Wow. Wow, Wow, wow Daryl. Wow, really? <laughs> so. You chose Batman over Superman over Tiger King. Yes, and I will continue to make that choice. Look, don't put those two in front of me, okay? Not right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, T-Bird. Yeah, this one was, was kind of kind of a rough one for me to pick, but I decided Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Yeah. Just a good old Lombax. That's fun. Good old-fashioned old jazz. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty fun answer. Just a couple little furries wrenching and blasting. And it's not Ooh. weird. Well, for babies, fifty states. <laughs> uh, all right, Josh. Oh, do you God. know what an antagonist is? Uh, yes, it's kind of like yes. a, the bad guy, right? Uh, I pick like the bad guy. Yes. Listen, God. I picked Alma. She is. Uh, this weird, scary, terrifying uh, little yeah. girl in fear. Is that, is that George Jetson's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Alma. Yeah. No, but um, 
this this girl had like a presence about her it just made the game so freaking weird like really kind of eerie um yeah have you guys played i know yeah. daryl has played fear i don't know about the rest of you yeah i played fear i haven't at all well they they know who i'm talking about um yeah that was my that's was a good my answer. answer so I picked Resident Evil 7 as the game that had the best antagonists. Um, but in Resident Evil 7, the antagonist is actually one little girl. Spoilers, uh, due to the development of the viruses, she's able to use this mold spore to control other people and kind of mutate them. And so they take these crazy backwoods Louisiana rednecks and make them psychopathic mutated killers. And just the dialogue and the stuff that they say, especially Marguerite in that game, oh my gosh. Frosty knows what I'm talking about. Like She's just nasty. Yeah. She's you a dirty shut woman. up and eat your dinner, boy. Dirty whore. He don't like it. Mm. He don't, he's not going to eat it. Oh, F, 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 F. <laughs> it's just wild. It's just way over the top, but. Yeah, but I was thinking I really wanted to put Wesker, you know. But like, there's there's Resident Evil Five would be the best Wesker game, and you know I've chose that for something else. So, what better game to choose than Resident Evil Seven? Nice, I like it. All right, Frost. Uh, that's kind of weird one, but I um, it it. it Really, uh, I guess resonated with me uh, going back to nostalgia. I said uh, Lavos. He is the bad guy and like the main baddie in Chrono Trigger. And uh, I feel like they handled his character really well because it was like not only did he affect one part of the game, but it was, you know, he, he, he was always in the back of your mind the whole game. Like the whole game was centered around we need to travel through time to save the world. And then by the time you get to the end of the game, you realize that like Lavos is just omnipresent like he's always there like there's even multiple ways to get to him in the game some are you know harder than others like you can either play the game straight up and go all the way through to to beat him or there's like an option where you can just go straight in and fight him which they don't really recommend unless you're playing a new game plus and you have all your characters beefed up um i've done it before and and died quickly so (laughs) um yeah i just thought I, i thought it was kind of a cool bad guy because he just set the whole stage of like what the game was about it's like you know right off the bat it's like he came he basically was what was responsible for killing all the dinosaurs and he lied dormant in the earth and then he's going to come back in the future and basically destroy the world well we have to stop this kind of deal you know so it's kind of cool kind of cool premise i mean simple but uh efficient and just worked well with that game and uh not only that, but he has multiple forms too, just like any good bad guy or main antagonist. So if you're not prepared, like it could be a quite the battle, but <clears throat> it's Very good nice. stuff. Um, I had a hard time because I wanted to put this game in multiple categories, including music, gameplay, story, <laughs> but kind of wanted to, uh, you know, spice things up. All right, T Bird. I put Gwyn from Dark Souls 1. It's basically the final boss of the entire game. 
you're basically just like you're basically trying to like destroy this man's kingdom that he's trying to keep alive but with him keeping this kingdom alive it um <laughs> the, the darkness yes yeah, the darkness and ruins everything because people fart and break break me <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Poor Tanner. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Josh, highest difficulty. Highest difficulty. Life. Um, I'd set this as the hardest. Yeah, Sims. Sims 3. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> nah, I'm pretty much maxed out at life right now, so... Um. God. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, Josh. <laughs> the correct answer is uh, World yes. at War. Oh, <laughs> this is such a hard game. Good God. That was hard as a nutsack. <laughs> One thing harder than my life, World at War. Oh, man. <laughs> I agree. That was uh, a throwing. Mine would be Spec Ops The Line. When you had to beat the game on FUBAR difficulty to get the Platinum Trophy, that game was stupid hard. It was like, wanted to pull my hair out, but it didn't have any. So I had to just punch myself in the nuts. (laughs) So you just stretched. (laughs) And just, uh, just nad shots constantly. It's like, why? Hardest difficulty for me was uh, the the combo trials in Ultra Street Fighter Four, and I know it sounds silly, but there's like twenty of them per character, and they're ridiculous. And I was gonna put like Marvel vs. Capcom two, that had some hard combo trials too. I feel like what made Ultra Street Fighter Four that much harder was probably the fact that there are one one frame linkers instead of like two or three frame. Which basically that means your timing has to be perfect, and so you could be in the middle of this combo, and if you don't hit this combo like dead on, your last like linker is gonna miss. Like I've had that happen so many times. Like you've had like a eight to ten hit combo that you're doing right before you get the last one. You you didn't hit the last you didn't hit the last uh, move just right. So when you go to super into it or ultra into it, you drop it. It's like oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, there's trophies associated with that. F nope. that. So hard. Like, I'm all for going into the lab and practicing to hone your skills in a fighting game. No, thank you. <laughs> I will create my own combos. Thank you. Combo my way out of here. I got the Mile High Club on oh. Modern Warfare. Oh, God. I remember when you got that. I cheated to get it. But I got it. How did you cheat? Dude? Uh, I got to the final part where I had to shoot the guy that's holding a hostage and just put it on uh, veteran difficulty that way. So you can play that part on recruit and then right oh. there at the end, save and quit, join you, you know, join back into your game on a harder difficulty. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, you that's that. smart, dude. You can do that to the entire game on veteran. That's super smart. That's what I did because. Done it once before, I think, on 360. I was not about to do it again. You just got two life points for that one. All right, Josh. 
<clears throat> uh, new Game Plus, I don't have an answer for that, so you guys could go. They don't have a New Game Plus on Call of Duty? Mm. That's we just played it again. <laughs> yeah, you right. die and come back. So, I wanted to use New Game Plus for some of the other games in here, and I had to use them for other categories, so the game I'm putting on there right now is Batman Arkham Knight. Because I wanted to find a way to put this game in here, in this list, but I used the categories for other things, and I'm playing back through Batman Arkham Knight on New Game Plus right now for trophies. So it's a great game. I love it a lot. Uh, for me, I said uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, it's there is a new game plus option in the game, if I'm not mistaken, but I know there's there's a way you can beat the game with 100% and then 200%. So for those of you who aren't familiar, basically you can play the game and you get to what you think is the last boss and you beat it. You can get one ending or you can get these items, which allows you to... So the Okay, so the last boss you think is Richter Belmont. Spoilers, it's not. You find these items that allow you to see this like glowing orb above him, and you find out he's actually being controlled by the Dark Priest Shaft. No, not Samuel Jackson. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> no, that's not a euphemism for my penis. It is just a character in a game. Relax, Tanner. Put your pants back on. <laughs> so. Anyways, so you defeat that boss, and you find out that the the cat that you go into what's called the inverted castle. The cat, the map, it literally flips upside down, and then you play the game again. What you have different bosses. There's different enemies. Uh, they're harder, um, and then you get to what eventually would be Dracula, and you fight Dracula. Um, you can also play the whole game using Richter Belmont, which is kind of cool. Um, Kind of tough though, because that game's not really designed around his character. So there's like certain parts where you where you would use like a double jump. You can't really use a double jump with him, so you have to like go a whole different path just to, you know, um, what you call it, proceed through the game, I guess. But yeah, that was a that was a cool one. I guess a kind of a pseudo new game plush. Sweet, T Bird. Well, in the same kind of vein as his, I put near Automata. Basically, they actually to actually get the true ending of the game, you got to beat it three different times. So cool. And each time, like the second story, the second playthrough is kind of eh, because you're basically just replaying the stuff you've already done on the first playthrough, but from a different character's perspective. But when you get to the third playthrough, you're an entirely different different character, kind of just in the background of certain events happening, trying to prevent things from happening as well. Sweet. All right, Josh. So my DLC, I did put goat simulator because (laughs) there's some really, really funny. I'm one. I don't know if anybody else enjoys that game, but it's very mindless and uh that's like one of the first games I bought whenever I got an Xbox. My wife played that um, a while back. When I downloaded it, I was playing it. She's like, I want to play this. So I was like, okay. And so she stayed up one night 
Like she didn't have to work the next day. She stayed up a couple hours and played it and like got a bunch of trophies for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super fun. I think that's what I'm gonna do for Jordan next. I when she gets bored with the Sims, I think I'm gonna get Goat Simulator again. Uh maybe on Steam or either PlayStation. I don't know yet. Um but there is DLCs for um goats in space where it's kinda like a um a Star Wars feel to it and you're in space like shooting stuff with your lasers and stuff um so that's pretty funny and there's another dlc what was the other one uh it's called goat simulator goat simulator payday um basically you could become a camel in that one it's pretty funny so yeah camel pretty good it's pretty funny i like uh, when you lick your roller coasters and you freaking go flying doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, don't do that in real life, kids. Oh, and you, there's one called Goats where you, um, basically you're zombie goats. All right, for my DLC, I'm going to say Saints Row 4, Get Out of Hell. Because Get Out of Hell, even though it was standalone DLC, was still DLC. And that was my first Saints Row Platinum. And I had such a blast playing through that game. Uh, a matter of fact, Josh and I played that together yeah. a little bit, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my first platinum. Yeah, you helped me get my first game. platinum. I enjoyed it; it was a lot of fun, and it really capitalized on the sheer absurdity of Saints Row. Like it needed any help, but uh, <laughs> it was just like, man, I, I enjoyed it so much. I went and platinum Saints Row Four. So, man, yeah, it was a good game. I liked it. I, I wanted to pick that one, but I seen that you picked it, and I didn't want to pick the same one again. DLC, um, <clears throat> Bloodborne, the Old Hunters, great DLC. Uh, they had a lot of like interesting lore to the story. Um, kind of like a backstory kind of deal, kind of feel to it. They added a lot of like really difficult enemies. Uh, some awesome bosses. Some we love, some we hate. But um first of all they added like one of the coolest weapons in the game, the World Geek Cell. Mm-hmm. Which is like the primary is, is just a club. But then you can attach this like saw to your club and just saw through your enemies. It's pretty amazing. It's super OP. <laughs> so. Yeah, Daryl should know me and you two man to boss while he was <laughs> off doing something in the boss arena <laughs> the beauty yep. and the beast yeah, that was fun <laughs> that was great so t-bird <laughs> taylor scares character award <laughs> dress he did <laughs> yeah i think i still got that clip somewhere i gotta I find it <laughs> um i put final fantasy 15's dlc because there were some there's some spots in the game where party members would leave and they didn't really explain why. And that DLC, the DLC that came out was that chunk of the story where they were off doing their own side stuff, which adds a lot of stuff to that game. Cause you find out why Iggy lost his eyes. You find out what happened to Gladio cause he got a big scar on his face and, Pretty solid side stuff, sort of side stories and everything. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Josh. So, for co op, 
actually the next two categories, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, but for co-op, I pick uh, Balops 2. I had the most time in that video game co-op. Um, and probably some of the most fun in that game. Uh, I talk about it a lot. I just, I, I like it. It's what I like. Um, haven't played it in years, obviously. Um, now, I went back and tried to play it a while back on a new console, Xbox One, and it was super buggy and is just impossible to get through one match with all the freaking modding and stuff going on. Um, but back in back in the day, it was a great game. Or you just suck at it now. I mean, that's just, there. that is an option. Either that or... Um, you know, the guy doesn't have infinity bullets and he's not have God mode on. Uh, well, I am going to say my favorite co-op game is Resident Evil 5. Uh, I've told the story on the show many times why I like that game, but that drop-in, drop-out co-op campaign was just it was very nice. I liked it a lot. And I, yes, Mercs. Mercs. Nice. Co-op Mercs. Frost. That was so much fun. So good. Um, I actually changed my answer. I did have Left 4 Dead 2, or Left 4 Dead in general. Oh, that's a good one. Because it's just one of the greatest co-op games ever, and we need to throw it bad. But I changed my answer last minute because I was just sitting here thinking, and Gears of War 2 Horde Mode was like (laughs) so many hours spent playing that, man. It was so good. Just uh, you really had to work as a team and just hone your skills to, to... Fight off hordes of the enemy. It was great. I loved it so much. I miss it a lot. I um, we need a we need another another game. Like I mean, I know there's games out there like that, but I don't know, man. It's so good. Like everything's going to the, this battle royale stuff now, which is cool. But there's something about you know four four more people getting together and like on a team to you know fight off some locust and. Unlock some Chivos. Yep. They say that the horde mode in uh in five is really good. Oh it is. Mm. It's very good. Um <clears throat> I put uh kind of just cheating with this one again. The whole Borderlands saga. It's like like Daryl said Resident Evil Five's drop in, drop out campaign and it doesn't really matter with your level either because I've, I've helped people level up in that game when I have like my have maxed out characters that jump in help them get caught up in the story drop them some guns and bounce so, yeah and it's just it's a fun it's a fun game when you have a whole group of, a group of four people and y'all are trying to take on this super hard boss and then you finally kill them and then you finally get the loot you've been wanting very good. Very good. I could I could really plug in like a different ones, you know, like extinction mode would be good for that if we're counting that. Um any of the zombies, like World at War Zombies was the first time I've ever played a, a zombies game like that. Um all those are really great for co op. Um a lot of good memories playing yeah, those games. Split screen uh Call of Duty Ghost, the uh, extinction mode several times. So it's, it's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good time. Pretty good. All right. Online. Um, so online, uh, I'll say Halo. 
like in general halo but uh halo 4 specifically and halo reach as well i kind of those two i guess but um ghost in halo 2 again my ghost in halo 2 yeah the greatest halo uh halo 2 is really good it's really good i liked halo 4 um and I mean, I like to reach. I like all of them. I'm not gonna say I didn't like. I think they. I think they changed up whenever they got to five. Um. But yeah, I, I between Blops two and Halo, like in general, um, that's the most I've ever played uh, multiplayer online uh, or anything like that. And um, I was in a clan on Halo four specifically for about probably a year or two, year and a half, two years, whatever. Um met up with some really cool people online one day and ended up, you know, becoming friends on Facebook and whatever and we would meet every single night at a specific time and uh play Halo four and just freaking have a good time with it. And so that's why I say online. Uh Halo four online. I'm gonna say Dying Light is my favorite online game only because I had Gears Two on there. And I kind of feel like I, I kind of figured Frost would take years too. And then I thought about putting Halo on there, but I really did think, that, you know, one of you guys would grab Halo. And I was like, I don't know, what's something different that I just loved online? And of course, Resident Evil 5 would be the next thing. So, Dying Light, only, and that game really changes. Like it, playing online with people takes the game that's a, that's a horror game and, it, and a very so, an intense horror game and then turn. It and makes it is such a just goofball, over the top. Like playing online with people is so much fun. So I I don't know I I, I really really enjoy the online for that game. Hi right, Frost. Frosty. Oh, what's up? Did not know you. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I said for online uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I feel like uh, when it come like it was between Rainbow Six Siege was going to be either on, online or co-op because I feel like they both kind of go hand in hand because it's like the ultimate team-based shooter in my opinion. Um, just because it's you know each really each level is I don't know. There's some operators in the game that are that are good. But some that are just so essential for depending on what situation you're in. So you really have to work as a team even before you start the match of who's using what. You know what I mean? Um, whether you're on the uh, attacking or defending team. Um, I just think it's an awesome game. I feel like when it, you know, it was a little rocky when it first released. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Played the beta. Um, and then they, you know, it's been heavily supported since then. The player base has really grown. I don't. I haven't checked the numbers or seen anything on it lately. I'm. I think it's still pretty well played. I know they just recently released oh, some dude. new operators. And dude, that game has blown up the past couple years. Okay, and that's good. I like to see that. Um, because I, I feel like the game deserves it. I think it's a good game. I want to see more. I've always enjoyed Rainbow Six games, and for a while there, you know, every time they'd come out a Rainbow Six game, it was kind of like hit or miss. Like Vegas was really good. Oh one god, yes. Vegas Vegas two. No, I, I it's actually <laughs> sitting right here on my desk. Uh when I did my for the backlog beatdown, I played a bunch of the Call of Duty games. And next on my list 
of shooters to knock out is the Vegas. Yeah, those are those are good, man. They even had good stories. I felt like the first game had a better story and an okay online, and then the second game was like better online and an okay story. It kind of flopped. But you did have co-op in the second story, which was cool. Because you could play the story together. Something special, baby. Yeah, that was fun. It goes right along in the category of horde modes, you know? Like, we need more of that. It's so fun. But, uh, but yeah, Rainbow Six Siege, I think, it's a great game. And, uh, you know, it surprises me how how well it stood the test of time. But it's also doesn't surprise me because the game's just really good and they've done a ton to the game to support it and release new operators and and stuff. They even changed like a lot of, uh, a lot of mechanics in the game, you know, with certain operators, like, uh, there was a, there's an operator where you could put, uh, these traps on a door and the game first came out, like the laser, that the little laser beam or laser light that would be across the doorway or the window. Like you could blatantly see, so it was always hard to trap people. Then they updated it to where they made the light like really dim, so it's like kind of hard to see. So it was easier to trap your opponents, you know, because if they're like running, like trying to flank you or something, or, or get a you know to position to flank the enemy, uh, flank your team, and they're not paying attention and they're sprinting full speed, they're gonna run right into one of those things and kill them. So it was. It's cool how they they paid attention to little things like that and updated it and like made it better for the players. You know what I mean? And, if, and this and kind of go back to the, your, your argument earlier, where how or the conversation you were having earlier about how gamers just complain about everything. It's like they spent all this time upgrading the game and making it better and and all this stuff, and like people still complain, you know. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that it's you know they're doing what they can to make the game fun and make it you know. Well, it's staying the test of time. If you own it, you'll be able to play it on Xbox uh, 6 and the PS5. So, there's that. I don't currently own it, unfortunately. I've been wanting to rebuy it, though. Well, I I put down Modern Warfare 2. That's still hands down my favorite online shooter i yeah. played period so good but yeah going back to it a bunch of modders ruining it for everybody of course yeah so can't really that's have any insane. fun like that that's a toxic community <laughs> and that happens just over time like siege can have its toxic players i've met them um uh dude league of legends is terrible oh yeah yeah league league's real bad yeah, man, I, I the new Call of Duty's like if you play Search and Destroy or anything like real like team based oriented on there, oh boy, the toxicity is coming comes back. <laughs> okay, trophies and achievement. I'm just gonna be simple, Josh, just like the name says. And uh, my name is Mayo because you can get <laughs> yes. all the trophies and uh, and the platinum in about an hour. So. Dang, son. Except for Daryl Hector. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> dropped the mic. I don't know, man. I don't even want to talk about it. That was a weird time in my life. <laughs> y'all we we playing too hard. We couldn't pop the trophies correctly. Jeez. <laughs> for me, being that I am almost at my 200th Platinum, and I've gotten the 
trophies and achievements and all types of games. I went with Killer is Dead. That was my 100th Platinum. I really enjoyed that. It was you know a steady flow of trophies as you beat the game. Trophies for doing specific things. And then there was a handful of grindy ones. You had to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. And then you had to, you know, get all the little unlockables and what have you. <clears throat> and it was it was fun. I, it wasn't one of those games that grinded so long that it took the fun away. And the game on the hardest difficulty, talking about a game with a good new game plus, that game had a really good new game plus. So when you rolled over with all your your abilities and stuff, it wasn't that bad. You know, you could play it on the hardest difficulty. And, you know, as long as you played patiently and played smart, it wouldn't kick you in the weenie. Uh, no, no, this was a tough one for me. I didn't really have a, I guess I didn't really have a good answer. I'd say, uh, I said, I can't see gears. Yeah. Cause they had, they had gears. good campaign achievements, but then when you get to the multiplayer stuff, that's annex kills and, you know, just all the crazy kills you had to do to, that was, that was tough. Well, how about I was like one achievement away from getting a thousand G in the first gears. Cause I loved the achievements in the first gears. Cause it was like, you beat the campaign on, uh, basically every, every difficulty. Then you have your collectible achievements. You pick up cog tags. Then you had your get a hundred kills with each yep. weapon online, which was awesome. Loved it. I love doing it. Cause I, I played the heck out of that game. Anyway, I was going to get those trophies. The only one that lingered for so long was a uh, hundred kills with the yeah. hammer of dawn. And I never got that one. I never got that one because when they did the annex update, uh, I played it for a good bit and then I quit playing and I went back to it. And, uh, everyone was saying how it was glitched. Like if you didn't get the, the, the achievement, like before the update or whatever, like chances are it's going to glitch and you, you can't get it. And I try, like I, he was using the heck out of that freaking hammer dawn. I just couldn't get the achievement. So don't think I ever got thousand G in that game. So I got robbed. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a good game. Like, uh, uh, da, 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 da. oh gosh, what's that game? I was, I was just about to say game. Shadow Mordor because you got that platinum and that one. Had Shadow Mordor good. had yeah. Shadow Mordor had awesome, awesome uh, trophies, or yep. just you know, trophies achievements in general. It was fun. It was fun getting those. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a pretty good game too. Fun game. I. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of that game anyway. So uh, there wasn't a, a really trophies in that game where I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what a slog!" Like I, I genuinely enjoyed getting them all. So, all right, T Bird, let's get finish. You want to finish this out? Good lord, um, Skyrim. Yeah, I thousand. I got all the achievements on it on Xbox. Had a little icon for like a week. And then they that took it away from death, me because bro. of DLC. <laughs> that was I've been farting the whole podcast too. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you sharted, dude. You had to. <laughs> the fart cast. Smells so bad. <laughs> Interrupted by a fart. Oh, God. All right. 
Well, yep, Skyrim. That one had some uh, some trophies and achievements on it too. So poor Tanner. <laughs> I'm not trying to do it while Tanner talks because I know how he feels. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that was a good, lengthy, meaty, girthy uh, podcast. With don't ever give us a twilight again. Twilight again. I know that 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 twat that twat just drugged the floor. Well, the meaty twat. Well, if <laughs> let's get out of here then. Zach, we appreciate the topic, but oh, all right. Go uh, make a butt, uh, uh, fart, uh, sharp right, butterflies. Yep, sharp butterflies. All right, so thank you so much for checking out the Loot Bros podcast. If you're still here and you made it this far, shutterfly. <laughs> Did I say that? A shutterfly. Oh, shutterfly. Oh, That's pretty good. All right, yeah. Be sure to join in with us and do the backlog beatdown. You know, beat some games, post it in the group. Uh, you get points for every game you beat, you lose points for every game you buy. Hashtag the backlog beatdown. It's a blast. Beating all kinds of games. Uh, it really has saved me from buying some games because I wanted to buy a lot of stuff on sale. But I'm like, nah, I don't want to take the point. This last sale was weak. Weak sauce. I mean, control's on this last sale. So <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's 25 bucks. so good. I didn't see it. I retract uh, my statement. Yeah, be sure to check out our <laughs> socials. Go leave us some reviews, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Check out 2236. Going to drop another episode here in the coming days. Um, I've got some special appearances on some other podcasts. You guys got anything you want to drop here soon? Round us out. Uh, random, uh, you can find me on Spotify, actually. At Joshua Krebs. All right. That's a random, simple, no, simple, Josh simple Josh for you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DB underscore Frosty. That's Dick Balls. That's uh, Dick Balls Frosty. <laughs> um, speaking of which, Josh, uh, you didn't get, like, the demon didn't come put his penis in your mouth this week, did he? <laughs> I've heard uh, from you not- in a while, just making sure. Not this week, brother. Okay. They don't know about yeah, that. So I heard I you guys recorded another episode, podcast, something. <clears throat> we we did got record, something in the works. Uh, we got something in the works. Something in the works. I guess that's what we should have butt plugged. Uh, we do have something in the works. Uh, more of a, which this is a comedy show anyways, basically. But um, No, this show is a joke. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> more, <laughs> more of a... Uh, comedy-esque show um you know that we'll be talking about everything in that little show but uh it's gonna be, it's gonna be the side dick everything <laughs> everything you love about the show um but just other stuff other non-video yes. game related stuff um video reacts and stuff so still in the works um we'll be announcing we can ever get it record, like get a solid episode recorded and get it out there. We'll let you guys know, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And we'll make more of it, and just just more content for the listeners because you guys are awesome. We've been supporting us and stuff. So yeah, <clears throat> very cool. That. All right, well, this has been Loot Bros Podcast, and we are out.
Hala, 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 hala. Yeah. <laughs> 